Hello everyone, this is Nathaniel Goodman, your Biggie Broadcast host, landing here at the Biggie Studio for the final time ever as I sign off as the Biggie Broadcast host. As you know, the focus of our podcast is to talk to PHSers, past and present, on what makes PHS great. For the final episode of 2022, we will be highlighting the perspective of radio and podcast personalities. Our guests today include yours truly, Nathaniel Goodman, being interviewed by next year's new host, Natalia Jones, and also featured as radio personality and alumni from the class of 1979, Randy Carroll. Let's hear what we have to say. First up is yours truly. All right. Well, to start this off, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Natalia Jones, class of 2023, and I will be your new podcast host for the school year of 2022 to 2023. Uh, Today, for my first interview, I'm here with Nathaniel Goodman, the, you know, podcast host, class of 2022 for this year. I was hoping y'all remember my voice from here, seeing as I've been doing this for two years now. <laughs> All right. Um, you start this off real slow. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, man. Okay. Um, class of 2022, like you said, uh, going to Texas State this upcoming uh, fall, uh, majoring in history of all things. Oh, yeah. Want to be a teacher. Um, everyone can thank Coach Black for that horrifying decision. <laughs> uh, he's the one who kind of got me on this path. But this is the one question I wasn't expecting is tell me about yourself. I w- I've thought of everything about the podcast and nothing else. <laughs> um, I do a lot of um, reading and um, gaming, both tabletop and digital. So D&D. Lots of it. <laughs> lots of D&D. Um, Actually, this past Saturday, I went about 12 hours almost nonstop playing with some friends. Nice. So, yeah. Let's just say my voice wasn't too happy after that because I'm the DM. So, <laughs> Saturday, I'm thankful I didn't have to talk too much. That's good. That's good. Um. All right. So, how'd you feel to be the first ever podcast host? So, podcasting has always been a big thing for me. Like, um, I always listen to them um, on my phone. Uh my headphones are in. There's about a 85 to 90% chance that that's a podcast playing, not music. So I've always wanted to do my own. And so I saw the little thing on the Google Classroom. And so that was like decision. And it's been, it's been a learning experience because, you know, you listen to a podcast and you're like, oh, this is cool. But you don't know what goes into it until you do it yourself and you realize you have to spend three hours ed- editing 30 minutes of audio. <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me of that one podcast that I uh, listened to. It's called Dark Dice, and it's nothing but D and D. And it's just like they have the music, and then like all of the character voices and the background noises, and you're just like, sounds cool, but it also sounds like it's a lot of work. Yeah, I realize if I had to do all of that, thankfully I just have to you know spice together, do some cleaning up and tidying and bleeding and stuff. If I had to do all of that, I'm pretty sure I'd cry a little bit. Um, because I only have about two hours to do it uh, in class. And so, you know, it doesn't, it saves your work in the program, but it doesn't save your spot. So when you work, you have to kind of guesstimate where you were and listen until you find exactly where you were. So if I had to do all of that every day and have to spend the like 10, 15 minutes finding where I was, uh... (laughs) I mean, I love it though. I, 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 I love talking to people. So this has been... A blessing from the gods. Honestly, I mean, like, because you met with Randy Carroll. You oh, yeah. met with, like, a ton of people from different classes here at Pleasanton. So, uh, going on with that, how did the interviews open up your eyes to, like, all of the 
different varieties of the classes like what was something that was the same but also changed due to the times i get you yeah that was a big thing for me is perspective has always been a big thing in my life so i always like to find other people's and the interviews have opened my eyes to a lot of stuff especially what the computers have done for us oh yeah i heard about you know some of the earlier classes um like in the um, journalism episode back at the very beginning of the year um, or actually, no, that was last year. I remember talking about how they would just, like for the um, newspapers, mm -hmm. handwritten typewriters, stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. We just got Google Docs now. We can just, just da -da -da, upload it, done. Or uh, text to speech, speech exactly, to text. Yeah. yeah. Being like, just press a button, boom. Talk like, at your phone for 30 minutes and then your entire paper's done. You just exactly. gotta go in there and fix what it misheard. <laughs> and that's uh, the main thing I've seen as like, uh, something that's changed between then and now was computers and administration. Um, I've spoken to a few people who were there when Dr. Man took over mm -hmm. as superintendent and as principal. And apparently that was like a complete like shift. So that's another thing that's majorly changed. Um, rest his soul. Um, he apparently, he basically single-handedly fixed up the entirety of Pleasanton from what I've heard. So... Yeah, no, that's what my mom says. Uh, she graduated here and she was like, well, I mean, like during my time there, it wasn't really like a place where kids actually wanted to go there and actually start like talking. But as soon as he took over, like you said, there was that shift that was super noticeable where the teachers and students have actually developed a connection instead of the teacher being the big, big old man in the classroom and you're just supposed to be quiet and listen. They talk to you, not talk at you. Yeah. <laughs> grandparents. <laughs> I'm gonna put that out. <laughs> Don't need my grandparents here on that one. <laughs> All right. So, oh, uh, what would you say was the best thing about being the podcast host? Like I said, just getting to talk to everybody because, you know, I experience PHS from one perspective. Yeah, cool. It's nice. But I get to hear everyone else's too. And that kind of opens my eyes to a lot of stuff, you know. One th thing I learned, like I did culinary for three years, you know, you got to get certifications to work in food service and everything, right? Mm -hmm. I had no idea until recently that there was the same thing for floral design. You have to go and get your certification and all that in order to open like a flower shop. Oh, that's cool. Exactly. Like <laughs> I would have never known that if not for this podcast. And that's the main thing that I've loved is getting to learn new things and getting to meet new people. So. Be like with that one, I'm like, you don't want to be a florist and then just like throwing a random poisonous flower because it looks exactly. pretty and you not know what yeah, it does you know, actually i put in some nightshade in there so you know the wedding's over in the worst way possible <laughs> i'll be like i watch zootopia nightshade doesn't look well <laughs> <laughs> you know potato is actually a derivative of nightshade really and so is a tomato they're both derivatives of nightshade they evolved from nightshade be like what is it? That might be explain why they thought like tomatoes are poisonous for the longest time. Exactly, yeah. They thought potatoes gave you leprosy back in the um, Dark Ages, middle of the evil times and everything. And the reason that it got so popular is actually reverse psychology. The king was like, okay, we need wheat for the army, but they don't want to eat potatoes. So he planted potatoes in the royal like crop fields mm -hmm. and then had people guard it. That way people thought, if it's important enough to guard, it's important enough to steal. And he just told the guards, let them through, you know? Yeah, I, I've been learning. I've been listening to this history podcast called The History of Everything. And so I've just got a bunch of random facts stockpiled now. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
that's how I am with like some of the podcasts that I listen to. Oh yeah. Like you have to find that one where like the host is like super yeah. like it, it amazing. Your brain just right. <laughs> and when you find that one, amazing. How did you juggle like with the extracurriculars and being a podcast host? Because I know you were in ROTC. That's how we met first time. Oh, you yeah. know, at that board. You know, look, staring at a big old man. You know, being the first sergeant. <laughs> Yeah, um, the main way, um, before, uh, I didn't have the class period to do it. I had to come in between when I got out of school and work, so about 30 minutes there, I just stayed after school and worked on it a bit. Um, it was very much Miss O helping me out, giving me, like, access to the AV room or to the computers when I really needed it, mm -hmm. and giving me access to the programs at home. Uh, that... And I actually had to learn to manage my time for once because I was very bad about that before the podcast. Very, very bad. And the podcast has kind of helped me snap into gear because I had to get this done or there was a problem. Usually with everything else, you know, I could turn it in a day or two late and they just wouldn't care. The podcast, not so much. But like you got to keep it on a tight schedule. Got to have one per month, you know? Oh, yeah. We try our best to do that. Keep that schedule. But... It's, Interviews it's can be d very difficult to schedule. Like our, um, oh, which episode was it? Uh, it was like I think our March episode. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get the episode. I didn't get the interview with the alumni until March thirty first. Oh wow! Like that so, day, yeah. they're like, uh, you know, yeah, we'll that talk was to the you. day they were free. Uh, so I had to edit it throughout the entirety of April and everything. I got it done relatively quickly, though. Thankfully, <laughs> relatively being, you know, I got it out before April was over. So. All right, so you said that, you know, you're going to major in history, right? Oh, yeah. Is there a chance that you would actually, you know, on your spare time, that you would make a history podcast? Absolutely. I want to do podcasting. Absolutely. Uh, it's like, like a passion thing of mine. I've always loved it uh, because my brain processes audio a lot better than video and other things like that. So podcasts have always been like near and dear to my heart. So doing something myself either as a hobby or even as a career one day, I'd absolutely adore to, and I plan on it, especially because my school I'm going to actually has like professional sound booths with like the oh, soundproof, cool. like the walls are built soundproofed and everything. So that's going to be a godsend and a half. <laughs> All right. What made you decide that you want to, you know, actually do podcasting? Like, I know you said that you noticed it and was like, oh, perfect opportunity. I... But what made you actually step up and want to do it? This specific podcast or podcasting in general? In general. So in general, really, there's one main podcast that's always been, well, two actually, that have always been right there. Um, there's one called The Magnus Archives, and it's like a little like horror fiction thing going on. Oh, that's on. cool. And it's like this institute that studies the supernatural, right? They just got a new archivist because the last one went missing. Hmm. And so he's like trying to organize everything the last one left behind because it's an absolute like mess. Mess, yeah. So it's like recordings of all these like statements taken from people talking about supernatural encounters they've had, right? And it starts out like just individual things and then slowly like this overarching connecting web of things all come together at the end. And then you have that one big bad guy, like in Stephen King. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Um, except for instead, I don't want to spoil anything, but basically like the big bad guys are like the manifestations of like humanity's like most common like phobias <laughs> so like the dark strangers spiders heights, things like that yeah exactly and so it's just crazy 
the way they do everything in that one. And the other one's a little bit more funny. It's called Welcome to Night Vale. And it's about this, another supernatural kind of thing, except for it's this town in the middle of the desert, middle of nowhere, and just all these wacky occurrences are happening, like supernatural things that like, if you saw it in real life, you'd like have to do a double take and then run screaming. But for them, it's their everyday life, you know? Like their council, like city council, is like basically just a bunch of like weird, shadowy, like dictator people. And like, street cleaning day is like this massive threat where everyone has to like board up their windows and like hide <laughs> and everything and you can't go outside and it's just wacky and fun you just get you're gonna laugh about 20 times an episode if you have the same humor as me so those two kind of it brought me the joy and like the interest and everything and i wanted to give that to other people and so that's what kind of got me into it podcasting in the first place and then the school podcast specifically they said they wanted to do one on the Google Classroom and Miss O put up the applications. And we didn't really know what exactly it was going to be about until we showed up to the interview. So I just saw a chance to talk to new people and do kind of what I dreamed of. And so I got here and then I found out what it's about. And PHS has always been really near and dear to my heart as well because I was a military brat growing up. I've said this like a mi in a million episodes. but So I bounced around a lot and the teachers couldn't have cared less really because they knew you're gone in three to six years mm -hmm. but here like it's a completely like paradigm shift of they're helping you they care and they like they're there for you compared to everything else so the fact that i get to like honor phs in that kind of way combined with my love for podcasting is kind of what got me into the this podcast specifically all right well that was, the, that was a really long ramble <laughs> I'm like, but that's good though. I need you more know. content. <laughs> All right, so, oh, what is it? I know that you know um, there are many, many memorable moments whenever you're filming a podcast. But what is your most memorable person that you interviewed? Oh, 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 that that that's hard. <laughs> Be like, we can't call anybody um, out. <laughs> so can I do like one student and one alumni? Oh yeah, that? yeah, yeah okay. that's fair. That's fair. For, okay, so ah, that makes it a little bit easier, but I still got to think there because <laughs> Be like, they so might still people. be listening in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to feel bad if someone else is listening in and I don't say them. Because everyone's been so interesting to me. Like, because some of them followed what they did in high school through their careers. Some of them did and then it had a completely like 180 um or they used what they did in a different way things like that but for my alumni i think it has to be the floral design episode oh yeah i'm horrible with names but i believe her name was leslie i'm sorry if i'm getting that wrong i'm gonna double check in like 30 seconds oh, as in like the the store that's like yeah, down the leslie, street. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i spoke with her for a long while and we spoke about how a lot of things came full circle in her life. Like she did ag at the school and ended up becoming an ag professor, right? Mm -hmm. And one of her main things were um, prickly pear, right? Oh, nice. As like used for cattle. But now prickly pear is one of her main things in her like floral arrangements. And that's kind of like a full, you know, come back around the fact that it was so important early in high school. That because is she so went to like an ag now. competition in Mexico oh. over that. Um. And then that's made her famous with her arrangements as well, because like she's gotten into national magazines and like onto Pinterest and things through those arrangements using prickly pear. 
Like, so, I know my grandma relies on her a lot. Like, for any <laughs> any flowers that she needs, that's, like, her first go-to. She She's good. Yeah, she's, she's really good. And then they last forever, and that's what you need. Exactly. Because, I mean, like, there are times where you're so busy. Like, my grandma, she gets it for my grandfather and uh, my other grandfather's mom. Uh, she makes sure that that's her first thing she does. So, like, as soon as she knows that there's an event that she needs flowers, she automatically goes over to Leslie's and it's <laughs> all like, all right, this is what I need. And then she's all, yes, ma'am, we'll get it to you whenever we can. Be like, exactly, yeah. you need that reliability. Is and it? then it's a local thing. So, you're not you having to go local? all the way. I'm very big on support local. Yeah. But now, honestly, I think my best student interview, it was last year, it was our fourth episode. So, I was still like, Getting used to this. Uh, her, it was Heaven Marquez. She was the editor of the newspaper, the, the Quill at the time. And that was the first interview with a student, really, that I kind of got into the swing of things, knew what I was talking about, and actually, like, had a conversation with them that wasn't, like, very rigid. Like, we were laughing, having fun, and it was... It's most memorable because that's where I kind of realized I know what I'm doing now when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I think those two have to be the most memorable. Another one that's very memorable for the alumni side was Miss Arnold, the art teacher. Mm -hmm. I had her on the podcast. Uh, it was just very interesting having an alumni interview in person. Rather especially than with just someone like I on knew. the phone. Yeah, because yeah, I, I know her as well. I had her for a year and we, you know, we'll talk in the halls and stuff sometimes. So it was a very different experience, but in a good way. So and those are the definitely the memorable ones. Like, it's actually nice, like having my first interview being with somebody that I know like, we had exactly. that connection, especially over that one book that I know you still have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been reading it on and off. Um, I've been very, like, overwhelmed with between work and school and college oh, yeah. and everything. But I've been reading it when I have a chance. Been like, that book's good. But my memory is also the worst thing. Like, you know that thing where every once in a while someone will ask you something and it's like you've never heard of it? Like, oh, what's your favorite show? And all of a sudden you can't, you, you're like, I've never seen TV in my life. <laughs> but like, that, but it happens that? every time. Honestly. That, that's my memory on it, like. In all actuality, so the only thing I can remember is like songs, like if you, like my parents use me as their personal Shazam at this point. Um, <laughs> hey, what song is this? And my mom will ask me every few months. It'll be like, Hey, what's the name of that one song again? At this point, she doesn't even have to describe. It. It's like, Oh yeah, it's it's a uh, it's this one. It's a song, uh, "Shooting Stars" by Bag Raiders. It was a meme song for the longest <laughs> time. That's but, how my family is with movies. Like, my mom, she'll be like, it's that one movie with that one guy, and then they were finding this other guy. And, like, if anybody I, else heard what she was talking about, they would not be able to understand like, it. But the, but then me and my uncle were just like, oh, don't you mean Tombstone? And then she's like, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the one. Or, like, she'll say a random quote from a movie. Like, for Jaws, she'll be like, we need a bigger boat. And then we'll be like, well, why are you doing that? Why are you quoting Jaws randomly? And she'll just be like, I don't know. I've been thinking about it lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's actually one of those, uh, you know, the uh, Mandela effect, right? Where everybody remembers something a specific way, but it's not actually that way. Yeah. You know that Jaws quote is actually a Mandela effect? Really? Because it's actually, um, you're going to need a bigger boat in the movie, but everyone remembers it as we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with the Luke, I am your father. Yes. Yeah, the holo. Yeah. No, I'm your father, right? Exactly. Yeah. I find that stuff absolutely interesting <laughs> just because the human brain, yeah, it's the most powerful computer on the planet. But it's buggier than first edition Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's buggier than Cyberpunk whenever it first came out. <laughs> Ironically, I pre-ordered that game. It only crashed once. Really? Yeah. Nice. I know, I <laughs> You're one of the lucky ones. Yeah, absolutely, because I, I'd seen some of the horror stories, but... 
Well, I'm pretty sure with any of the interviews you've gotten, there has to be at least one person, one or two people that have given you advice. What would you say is the best advice that you got from anybody whenever you're conducting an interview? Oh, oh, oh gosh. That's going to take some thinking. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I've gotten, it's probably the best, it probably is the best one. And it's one I've gotten a lot. And that's enjoy high school. Honestly. Because, you know, and in the most recent interview with Randy Carroll that'll be coming out with this episode, he was talking about how, like, this is, like, where you become you. Mm -hmm. And that's honestly true. And you need to enjoy that while you can because, like, right now, I'm at the tail end and I'm already, like, I don't have enough time to do a lot of the things I enjoy anymore. So high school is definitely that chance where you get to find what you enjoy and make time for it and get into it. That way, by the time you're an adult, you already have the time saved for it. So definitely enjoy high school has to be the most important and effective one in my eyes. But like, I feel like that's a good one too. Cause I know there are times where I'm like super, super duper stressed out. And then I have to actually take a second and be like, wait, you're only 16, dude. Like you're already having a ton of grades in the back of your head. It don't look great on you. You gotta, gotta calm yourself down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a big thing is you need to take the time and my parents phrase it the best way possible. Be a teenager. Because in high school, they're always, okay, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do for this? What are you going to do for this? What are you going to do for your Honestly. life? What college are you going to go to? And once you get too close to the end of your junior, mid-junior year, that makes sense to me. But, you know. Like you freshman see? year. Like, that's whenever, like, at Jordanson. I went to Jordanson and I came here this year. Uh -huh. But, like, at Jordanson, like, freshman year, they were always stressing. Like, you got to make sure you keep up your grades. You got to make sure you do this, this, and this. You got to go to college. And I'm like. That's I just fair. came into a new territory, bro. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. That's fair. You know, your freshman grades are very important. But, again, you need to take the time to be a teenager. You know, go out, do something stupid. You know, we're in backwater Texas. You have two things to do. Go to Walmart and drive around. And with gas prices, you can't exactly do the latter anymore. They're like, you best start walking. Exactly. <laughs> like, um, for the past few years, uh, a staple of high school for me has been just, I get two or three of my friends, usually the same two, every time. We just get in my car, and we choose a direction, and it's just right or left, right or left, right or left, you know, like, just turns, and we just end up, half the time, I don't know where we are. <laughs> but it's good, though, because I learned the town. That's how I learned, because I know just about everywhere in town at this point, because okay. I moved here. My family, we drove the entirety of Maine Pleasanton, but that's really it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of knew that. But then, once I got my own car, I just, I drove for, like, hours. Because my family, military, we moved around a lot. And the first thing we always did was drive around and learn the surroundings. Just so you know, like, where your basic necessities are. Exactly. Like, okay, Walmart's here. Okay, the food is mostly here. Things like that. And so, that's kind of been ingrained into my skull at this point as a necessity. It's a godsend, really. But yeah, so... Enjoy high school. That is the most influential advice that I have ever gotten from anybody in the podcast. Because, again, I was very stressing about everything. And so hearing that so many times kind of pounded into my skull enough that I realized, maybe I should enjoy high school. <laughs> Be like, maybe I should. I don't get why people haven't told me that by now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, we talked about some advice that you've gotten, but... What is some advice that you can give me, the new podcast host? 
There's a couple little tidbits. The main one is lead with a joke, especially in the in-person interviews. Because they're coming in, they're getting recorded, and they don't know how it's going to turn out until it's already out, you know? So a lot of times they're a bit stressed. And so lead with a joke, because that kind of gets them to relax a little bit. Like, I always lead with the, um, I'm not going to interrogate you is the main <laughs> one I lead with. And that just kind of helps out, you know, break the ice a bit, too. But, um, like, I, I just need to grab my flashlight from this drawer real quick. Hang on a second. All right. How are you doing today? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Just bust out a joke or two. And it'll, it'll help a lot. And it'll help them open up about the questions a little bit more. Uh, because when I didn't lead with that kind of stuff, like it was, it was a bit more strict, it felt like. But afterwards, I kind of started to get the swing of things. Another one is be, you know, especially with the alumni, mm -hmm. be very, like, polite. No, I, I always, you know, thank them for their time on the show and everything before and after. Just as a way, you know. They're still first people. Of all, yeah, exactly. And plus, it kind of, like, sets a positive mood at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then you close off on a positive note. And so those are two big things is lead with a joke and be polite. And that'll get a lot of people to just open up a bit more. And then like on top of that with like the be polite thing, because there are a ton of like teenagers nowadays that don't know how to say the common yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. Like I know nowadays, like, you know, it's, whoa, like got to back up with that. But like yeah. once you know, like that's how they go by, then you can do that. Yeah. But then if otherwise, like, if you don't know and you can't do the yes sir, yes ma'am, then just be like, oh yeah, of course. Like, don't say yeah, but yeah, say yes me, or. Of course, or yeah, things like that. And I agree with that. Like, that's not as common because my managers at work, one of them actually legitimately asked me if I'd been to boot camp because I always <laughs> said yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. But like, no, my parents just raised me. Exactly, yeah. I was raised with manners. Um, be like my parents, however, yeah, one of them did, but like <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. like but well, I did. I went to boot camp, so that might be why. But <laughs> but uh. it's definitely manners and relax, because you know you're gonna feel stressed, you know, especially with your first alumni interview or your first student interview with someone you don't really know. Because I know I knew a lot of the interviewees, like mm -hmm. the culinary. I literally had I spent two hours with the guy every day because we were in culinary class together. For goodness sake, those ones are gonna be the easiest, but. Just relax, remember their people, and just talk. You can always cut things out later. Just crack jokes that you can't put on the air if you have to. <laughs> you know, just be yourself, and mm -hmm. if, if you need to cut it out later, then you cut it out later. To expand on our theme more, uh, what, what made PHS so great to you as the host? As the host? As the host, and you know, I mean, like, you can go in as a student too, but... What made it great as the host was the amount of support just from all corners. Because, yeah, Miss O was definitely there helping me out a lot. But so was the rest of the school a lot. Like, Miss Guajardo was backing me up, helping me out, things like that, you know. And just the amount of help and support and backing we got from everybody made it special. Because it showed they were genuinely, like, interested. Mm -hmm. And it showed that they were interested in, like, the students' interests, not just test scores. Honestly, like, and I can feel where you're coming from with that. Is it like as soon as some of them heard my name announced as a new podcast host, I immediately got a text from someone saying, "Hey, congratulations!" Exactly. Like, it actually means a lot whenever people like notice that they notice you, and I feel like that's what makes PHS so great is that they notice. Exactly. You're not like. It's not like the stereotypical high school movies where the, some kids are getting ignored and bullied or whatever. With right? the little Mustangs and the. Oh yeah, it, that's the thing. <laughs> PHS is really good about 
being there for everybody and preventing like bullying and things like that. My old school was really bad about bullying and coming here, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of John Mulaney the comedian, but you know the, you gotta throw them off their rhythm. <laughs> That's what it did for me because my old school just didn't care. They didn't care until it got physical. And even then it was just like, ah, eh. uh, I mean, like, you're not bleeding. You're not, you're not on the ground. You're fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, that's what I like about PHS too, is that like, there are some schools where like, they don't do anything about something until it becomes a serious issue to where it's putting them under fire. And even then it's like a, it's like a bandaid. It ain't a, it ain't a yeah. It's like a temporary thing where they're just like, all right, this plot lights off of us. We're just going to let it go. But yeah. with uh, PHS, I mean, like, as soon as they see something is going on, they immediately address it. Exactly. Like, if they can't address it right away, they will make sure that they have time to address it. So both sides are getting heard and they're able to figure out a situation on how to make it better. Yeah, like, the way they act, the way they handle situations saved my buddy's, like, entire life, literally. That proved to me, like, from the get-go, the administration genuinely cared about students and not public opinion you know exactly i mean like even during this month like other schools i doubt they're doing anything about mental health awareness but oh, like, absolutely not our school like they have uh wallpapers even on the website mental the health IDs. and then like yeah the ids like on the back you have numbers that you can call if you need it exactly and that was a new uh development this year um oh yeah that just uh came out and it was really interesting for me to see because um you know, a lot of people struggle with that, myself included. So seeing like that, like that alone is kind of like a weight off your shoulders. Like uh, the mindset you get into with that kind of stuff is people don't care. Mm -hmm. It's my problem. Why should I go to talk to somebody else? And so seeing stuff like that is kind of like a. Okay, I can actually go out. Like yeah, I know, you know there anybody's are people being here. You have to smack upside the head and say, shut up. Oh, yeah. It's one of those kind of things. It, it, it's smacking you upside the head saying, shut up, go talk to somebody. Be like, it's something that you need to address. You can't keep holding it back. Yeah, that that will get you very bad places in life. Oh, yeah. um, like you're just trapped inside your own shell and it's going to take you forever to get out of it. Yeah, and it does help if you have a buddy with enough spite to take a jackhammer and get through that. <laughs> you know, if you have good friends, they will definitely help you with that. Um... Yeah, definitely just the way the, te the teachers, the administration, everybody take a personal interest and care, especially in a small town like this. Like well, honestly, because even with this podcast, like if you think about it, the reason why PHS is like so great with the podcast is because everybody has pride in their school. Exactly. Like they're willing to be like take time out of their day to go and talk about like how their time at school was. Exactly. And I love that personally. I hope to eventually, if I can convince Minnesota to let me come back on again a couple years in the future when I have a little bit more, you know, actual wisdom, not just teenager wisdom. <laughs> you know, come back after I finish college, get my first teaching job or something maybe. But yeah, so the, that's what makes it special to me is the, just the amount of care and pride everyone takes in both the, the school and the students. And now let's hear from Randy Carroll, class of 1979. Hello. Hey, sir. Is this Randy Carroll? This is Randy Carroll. Hi, sir. It's Nathaniel Goodman with the Biggie Birdcast here at PHS. I'm excited to be on. We appreciate you giving us some of your time, sir. We know you're a bit busy, so... No, I'm good. I'm good. Do you have a clear signal on my end here? Yes, sir. 
So I was told that you're hosting um, the morning show on KJA 97, right? Yeah. Oh. Actually, I did. I hosted that show for 30 years, but I'm working in the afternoon. Oh, okay. Well, it kind of makes you something of a local celebrity then, huh? <laughs> oh. I think some people think that. I sure don't look at myself and think that. Uh, Humility is a big, uh, really good thing to have. So, I mean. Well, it's not like I'm, I'm curing cancer or. Or a brain surgeon, I just sit on my butt and talk. So. <laughs> it's pretty easy to be humble about that. That's fair, but I mean, if you manage to make it to a point in life where you can get paid to sit on your butt and talk, then you've done pretty good for yourself, you know? It is a great job, it is, I'm not denying. Oh, yeah. So, what have you been doing since you graduated from here at PHS? Well, it's been a long time. I graduated in 1979, so I've done a lot since <laughs> then. You know, I've... I've uh, Raised a family. Um, of course, I, uh, I started at the little radio station there in, in Pleasanton, KBOP. It's not there anymore. But uh, when it was, uh, that's where I started, actually, when I was in high school. And so I was working there, actually, when I graduated. And then brief time after that, about 10 months, I went to work at San Miguel Power Plant. And uh, did that, and then I got back right back into radio in San Antonio, and I've been here since AJ97 this year, 39 years. Yeah. That is quite a while working for um, one group. That That's impressive, though, you know, managing to stick around that long and everything. And it sounds like you've been doing pretty good for yourself, too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really been good. It, it's interesting, you know, that entertainment business is notoriously uh not stable, and radio is certainly not stable, so I've been really fortunate to be in the same job for a long, long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you've been doing, so you said you were in the radio station during your time at high school. Was there anything like classes or programs that the school offered that kind of pushed you in that direction, or was it just a personal hobby of yours that you had? No, there was a, a distributive education, DECA what they, they call it. I don't know if they still even have that. But basically what it was, it's uh, primarily it set kids up in like in retail jobs. You, you know, for kids who had, like me, had enough credit to graduate their senior year, they could come into school half a day and then work half a day. Uh-huh. And uh, I was looking for a job in distributive education and uh, the teacher, I'm not going to say her name, so I won't throw her under the bus. She said, look, doesn't really fit under distributive education. They need somebody down here at the radio station. I think you'd be good uh, working down there. Why don't we do that? And I'll just adjust the paperwork a little bit so it, so it fits in with the class. And so that's how I ended up working at the radio station there and really got turned out to be a career. That's pretty impressive, honestly. I've known a couple of people who took the program as well. And like you're saying, it was mostly like retail or like food service. Like everyone I knew worked at like McDonald's or, you know, stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. But that's really cool that they managed to get you in there like that. Um, and like you said, it turned into a career. So, you know, happy accidents, right? <laughs> exactly. I, I think there's probably a higher power involved. Uh, I've, I've learned after this many years of, of living, I, I kind of think our, our tip or order are ordered from above and there's a plan that's laid out that we don't really know about so i think good lord thank you here 
I mean, I agree with you, honestly. You know, something's got to be taking care of us for things to turn out like they, how they do sometimes. You know what I mean? Exactly. You mentioned that this teacher uh, helped you out getting into the program. Were there any other teachers to you during your time here at PHS that were really special to you, you know, near and dear to you? You know, I think all of them really were. Because I was not a good student, yet they kind of nurtured me along. Specifically, there's a teacher named Linda Novak. I had her for three years in a row <laughs> of English. Not the same. I didn't get sent back. But, <laughs> but she taught all three levels uh-huh. of English. And I think she was probably my favorite because she just put up with me and helped me along. Yeah. And the teachers are really good about that here still even, you know, taking care of students, making sure they get what they need, get what they need done, and, you know, make sure that they actually have a chance of, you know, getting up and out and having a chance at life and stuff like that. It's it's amazing. You've been in the industry for a real long time, so you're probably the best person to ask about this kind of stuff, but what are some of the major challenges that you've had, you know, working in the radio industry and things like that? Uh, I, I think our industry is a lot like other industries. There, There's constant change, tech, technological change. I mean, I've seen massive technological change. And that hasn't really been a challenge for me because I love technology. I, I love staying right on the cutting edge. But I think that's one of the things that helped me uh, with longevity. I don't ever look back to the past. I'm always looking forward to what's coming next. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I think the good old days are right now. What we make them, they weren't somewhere back there. Past. I, but I, I, I think probably the biggest challenge is just dealing with the personalities of people who are your boss. Oh. Uh, those are been the biggest challenge for me. You know, the bosses who came in, you had the boss above him who told you, hey, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, but he's your boss. Don't let him do this. Don't let him do that. And you had to fight with that guy because he wanted to do those things that the big boss told him not to. Exactly. And so things, things like that, just dealing with the personalities and quirks of the, the people who employ you. I get you. So it's not as much, you know, computers and stuff as it is as much other people kind of thing that kind of gets you in this kind of stuff, huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, and, and I think that's probably the same with any job that you're in. You've got people that are just crappy people and poor managers to be tough. I was able to get through those managers and out-survive them in this industry. <laughs> Every situation is going to have that one person that wants to think that they're right and you're not, you know. So that's kind of understandable. And so we talked about the negative of the career, you know. But what are some of the more rewarding experiences you've had working in radio? I always tell people the thing I love most about job is the people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you meet people from every walk of life, whether they're the average person like me or a politician president, senators, actors, actresses, of course, the people in the music business, not only the artists, but the people uh, connected to them, their managers, and uh, all of that. It's, it's just people. I love people, and it's a great people job. Oh, yeah. That's the reason I took this, is because I've always loved talking to people. I've loved getting to know people, hear about what they have to say. So, Miss O, 
put out like a little advertisement on the um, Google uh, Classroom or whatever, saying you know they're trying to start a podcast, and that was like golden opportunity. So I know how you feel sure. about that. People, even if they've you know come from the same area, had you know same neighborhood, everything, they could be just so drastically different. It's so interesting to you know find out different people's perspectives on just about anything. So I've always right. found that really interesting. What were some of the unique experiences you had here at Pleasanton High School? Man, I guess it depends on what you mean by unique experience. I mean, the, the things that, I mean, there are a lot of things that I remember the most. I, I uh, right before freshman year, about two weeks before football started, I crushed my foot riding my motorcycle. Ooh. So that pretty much set me so far behind. I never did play high school football. Eagles. I played in the eighth grade, but uh, never was able to do that. So I joined the choir. Oh, <laughs> you know, won a contest or two as an alternate to the all-state choir. That, I went from from playing football and getting a crushed foot to singing in the choir. That was memorable. That was a choir. very drastic change from football to choir, but. <laughs> I mean, you proved yourself good at it. Like you said, you won some competitions and stuff. So, you know, like I said, happy accidents. Happy accidents. And you could probably just call that the title of this podcast. Randy Carroll, Happy Accidents. <laughs> That's actually not a bad name. I'm going to talk to Miss Olivari about that one. <laughs> we, had a, we had a great principal when I was in school. His name was Larry Brown. And uh, Larry was a cool guy. He really was. When you... When you came to school, if you were driving your own vehicle, you had to park and you had to get out and come in. You could not sit in your vehicle. Right. That was that was not allowed. Well, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> so one uh, one weekday, we we pulled up to school there, and we were there a little bit early. So as a good boyfriend would do, I was kissing, I was making out with my girlfriend in the <laughs> car there. And I had the window down and uh, never saw Mr. Brown slip up and tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> I looked up that old crap look on my face. Mr. Brown said, uh, he just grinned, kind of shook his head and said, don't need to come inside. <laughs> he, never, he never spoke of it again. Oh. <laughs> At least he never, you know, got you for it or anything. That That's... <laughs> no, no, he didn't pop me, didn't, didn't you know, punish me in anything. He just kind of shook his head and laughed. Better come in. Yeah, they have a similar rule like that now, and um, I don't know what would happen if someone got caught out there now because um, they've become a lot more um, enforcing of the rules, I guess. I'm not quite sure because sure. our current principal is very big on um, discipline and stuff like that, which, I mean, it helps. It really does help. Um, but we definitely wouldn't be able to get away with something like that. So, um... You mentioned the DECA program. Uh, were there any other organizations that you were a part of at, at, during your time at Pleasanton High School? Yeah, I well, I still do not know how I ended up in the National Honor Society. <laughs> I don't know who nominated me. I don't know how they accepted me because I was not that good of a student. But I did end up in the National Honor Society, and I did graduate a member of the National Honor Society with the NHS a sash around my neck. So I'm still shocked by that. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, hey, I mean, it looks good on resumes and such, you know, so it's not something to be upset about for sure. Oh, I, I just, I just see once again, what, what was it you said about uh, crazy luck or whatever? Happy accidents and crazy luck. Yep. Yeah. Happy, happy accident. That's exactly another one. I mean, those are the best kind, though, you know, because you don't expect it to happen. You don't know that's going to happen. But when it does, something always turns out better because of it. So I, I yep, never exactly. have. I've made it a habit to be very happy when they happen. <laughs> so is there anything major you can think of about PHS that is different now than it would have been back when you attended the school? Well, I'm sure technology changed uh, a lot. I would expect probably maybe some of the challenges uh, you know, of the technology maybe a little bit more prevalent. I, I just I hadn't really thought about that much. Yeah, because um, Te technology has definitely changed a lot. You know, there are no cell phones, computers, stuff like that back then. We've got laptops in just about every classroom now, and um, even at my old school, we didn't have something like that. We had the computer lab still, where you know you got up, got in a line, walked out, and. Um, went over to the computer bank and everything so right, right. i didn't see any you know just a bunch of chromebooks sitting in a cart at the front of the classroom every morning but the challenges i can see those definitely being different um majority of things nowadays is keeping track of who likes you and who doesn't and getting ready to graduate for the most part from what i've seen at least what i've experienced that's all i've really had to sure. worry about sure so it's probably not too much different at least so uh i'm pretty sure miss o explained the theme of our podcast to you which is what makes pleasanton high school uh great for randy carroll what made pleasanton high school great when you attended first of all i don't have any other high school experience so i can't i can't do that and I, I think what makes a high school great for anyone is just the fact that that's a special part of your life that's where you were, that period of your life, that's where all of your friends likely were at that period of your life. And those memories and those things happened in those years, the formative years, are things that you'll never uh, you'll never experience anywhere else. So I don't know if that's the kind probably not the kind of answer that that you want, but uh, I think that's why it's it's special to me. Yeah, that's but definitely that's, like the kind of answer I want, you know, because usually it's, you know, just um, I've gotten the same few answers to that question. So hearing something like this is kind of like a breath of, breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? Um, well, get, well, that's a miracle. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you're right, too, because high school is, you know, where you kind of become yourself, you know, so you're never going to get that chance as strongly as you do now ever again this is like you said the formative years where everything changes for you so you're absolutely correct yeah. in that fact but um i'd like to take a moment again to thank you for coming on the show giving us some of your time and everything um absolutely i'm definitely gonna have to start tuning my radio a little bit better so i can hear you in the afternoon sir <laughs> three to seven p.m 97.3 fm or on the iHeartRadio app all right. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. <laughs> Thanks. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Nathaniel Goodman taking flight from here at the Big East Studio for the final time. We hope you join us next year for more brutally awesome podcasts as Natalia Jones takes on the Big E Broodcast. And try to stay positive out there. We know it's crazy.